So the Wizard of Baltimore comes to you. All right. You're at home. <laughs> it's uh it's a late on a on a Monday night. Yeah. Right. You're just kind of bored. Things have been kind of stagnant lately, you know. You felt like you're in a real rut. And uh you're not really sure if you if you want to get out of it, you know? It feels like you just could really be settling into something where you're just gonna get in a bad habit, like you're not gonna do shows much anymore. You're not really gonna go out. You're just gonna kinda isolate yourself, right? Uh you're like that because you you ran over a biker with your car. All right. And um you murdered him. <laughs> but Wait, on purpose? No, no, not on purpose. Like so I you, killed a man. You hit him with your car and then he flew over your car. And just out of pure confusion, you felt like you needed to, to back up, and you backed over him. And the backing over him killed him. So it's your right. fault entirely. Oh, uh, no. You should have known not to back up yeah. over a human being. But you did. And you only got, like, one set over. So he was, like, underneath, like, the middle of your car. And when you stepped out, you stepped onto his head. And that's the thing that ultimately killed him. It's, <laughs> like, you your clumsiness not realizing that his head was out from underneath and you accidentally stepped on his head. You murdered a man. That's what okay. I'm trying to say. So you're in a real rut. Yeah, I'm not doing too good. Yeah, you're not doing good. You're not feeling very good about yourself. And uh, the Wizard of Baltimore just comes to you. He appears in your living room. And he says, Pat, wake up. He says in like a, in like a Maryland accent. <laughs> I'm not even going to try it. Yeah. He says, Pat, wake up because you're sleeping on the couch. Just kind of like here existing. And it wakes you up, and you look over, and you see the wizard standing there before you, and his arms are crossed, his brow is furrowed. And he goes, what the fuck are you doing? He goes, wake up. What do you tell him? I'm like, hey, man, I'm not doing too good right now. He goes, oh, no shit. He goes, you want to tell me what's going on? Yeah, look, I hit a man with my car, backed up over him. Stepped on his head and killed him. Like, yeah, yeah. My fault. You murdered him. Yeah, yeah I know. He goes, I, yeah, yeah. I go. I, I go I'm, feeling kind of, I'm feeling kind of down about that. He's Sorry. Like, well, what the fuck do you care? He's, uh, you know, I'm trying to, I'm trying to look out for you. I got, I got something for you. I think it's gonna lift you out of your spirits. All right, right. And he, he pulls out a golden typewriter. And in, <laughs> loaded up in this typewriter, are golden pages. All right, right. And he goes, uh, try this on for size. He goes, anything you write on there, if you write a novel on that, it's going to do great. Is it, It'll help you kind of exercise your creative demons, maybe make you a little bit of money. All you got to do is just type on it. Okay. That's all you got to do. He goes, I'll let, I'll let you have it. Uh, for every every book you finish in it, I'll give you another year, and I'll give you five years to start out. So you have to finish your first book within the first five years. Okay. Right? And then if you don't, it's gone. But if you do, you get an additional year for every new book. That I get to keep using this? You get to keep using it. And, and the it's books a five-year thing well. every single time? No. It's like five years to start out and then one year after that. Okay. He, also, he says, in addition to that, uh, for every book you write, I'm going to give you a $45 Best Buy gift card. <laughs> It was for 75 but I needed a new phone charger. So, but this is yours. The first one is 
45 all of them going forward are going to okay. be $75. All right. Every time you finish a book. Okay. But this first one is only 45 They had to buy a phone charger. A $30 phone charger. Yeah, man. Got an iPhone. That's uh, proprietary bullshit. So, and, I so, the, and I wanted the good one. You know, that's what he says. Yeah. Know? He's like, he, yeah, he, I know I could have got a cheaper one on like eBay, but. I'm not a schmuck, you know. I'm gonna. So he's offered me this in exchange for something, or do I just take it? He says, uh, "He goes, look, I, I don't know what's going on with this thing. All I know is that it, it's a, uh, it's going to print you golden books." Okay, you know? so I say, "What do you want in exchange for this?" There's he's always like, he goes, "I want you to be." He goes, "I want you to be happy." Of Baltimore. Yeah. He goes, "I want you to be happy." That's all I want. <laughs> I just want you. I just want you to find happiness in your victories. That's Weird. all I want. Yeah. Okay. Okay. I want you to find happiness in your victories. Do you accept it? Yeah, I do. Okay. So uh, you accept it, right? And you go to like look down at it. You press a couple of keys, you know, and you test it out. It's like an old timey typewriter. You write the word "fuck" <laughs> on the golden paper. It's just one sheet of golden paper ruined. Um, and you you pull it out and you kind of look at it and you laugh like <laughs> like you're cool. And then you look up and the wizard's gone. He's just gone. Okay. So then... Uh, I get to work, man. You get to work? No. So you start cranking out this novel, right? Uh, it's a it's a comedic novelization of how you murdered that guy. Oh, no. Right? Wait, no. Why would I do that? Because that's what comes to you. Okay. So the first one, and it takes you like... It takes you like two and a half solid years to work on. Like, you pour your fucking heart into this thing. You know, and you're telling people about it like you're a fucking psychopath. You know, I tell them about the golden. No, but I tell them that's the I book mean, you I'm can working if on. You want. I, but I tell them that's the subject matter. Yeah, when and you they, tell people, yeah, like, yeah, I'm writing a book because you really believe in it. You know. Yeah. And then you tell them what it's about. People are just like, you're a fucking asshole. That's somebody's family. You know. <laughs> Making a comedy. They hate you so much, and you're making it like a like an enjoyable like a comedic romp. <laughs> so I so I get out of like killing this guy. Like, nothing happens to me legally. Yeah. Yeah. I was found, but I killed the guy. How am I found not guilty? Yeah, there was like um, there's a cop in town who who really hated you because you were uh, his wife cheated on him with you. Wait, what? After a show, yeah, it was just adultery. It ripped his family apart, but no big deal. <laughs> so this cop like like saw this happen and planted drugs in your car, and so they were like, "Oh shit!" And you you sued the city, and they dropped all the charges <laughs> because this cop was angry at you for fucking his wife. <laughs> He was pissed off, and he wanted you to take you down. I <laughs> caught him. What's his name? <laughs> it's Jimmy, uh, Jimmy, Jimmy Morrison. <laughs> he hates it. He hates. He hates drugs. He hates stoners. <laughs> okay. He's uh, is Jimmy Jimmy Morrison, uh, and he hates that he's named after like Jim Morrison. He hates it because he's such a fucking square. <laughs> but he wouldn't. He wouldn't give love to his wife. So she fucking found her own piece yeah. on the side, and that right. was you. Okay. He fucking hates you. Okay, so. And he sees you kill this guy after you back over him and step on his head, and he plants drugs in your car, and it's caught on a body camera. That guy's shamed. That guy, I mean, his life is ruined. He jumps off a bridge, and, like, you're like, <laughs> Wait, what? Going on. Yeah, he's dead now. So, but after he died, like, that's definitely weighing on you, too. So you're at the sort of the bottom of this pit, you know, and here you are presented with, like, a golden typewriter, and you're you're doing this. Uh, this comedic adaptation of what happened, right? Yeah. About how all this shook down. And people hate you so much. 
<laughs> and uh, it comes out two and a half years, right? You pour your heart into it. And people are reading it they're like, oh, this is fucking good. I don't really get it. Yeah. But people are really into it, right? And it's like this, uh, it's sort of this every man who does wrong kind of thing, like like a story of redemption. Right. Right, from a guy who learns something about his experiences. And uh, it shoots like all the way up the charts, right? Yeah. It's like it keeps climbing and climbing and climbing. And then uh, like you're number two, right? Your phone is just blowing up. People are anticipating this is like the next big Dan Brown level bestseller. It's going to run for half of a year. The number one selling book in the world, right? Okay. That's the anticipation. And like uh, Oprah's people are like, hey, as soon as you hit number one, we're calling you on. We want to have you on the show, right? People are like, you know, they're, they're finding you on YouTube. Like your career is blowing up because of this. And you're right there at number two. And then out of nowhere, the number one book is uh, a biography of William Lanolax. It appears out of nowhere, and it sells more books in the first week it's out than your book did on a hype train to momentum. Time. William Lanolax. Yes, it's the it's the authorized uh, biography of William Lanolax. That's crazy. Yeah, and it's immediately number one of the charts. Okay. Yeah. What do you do? I mean, I'd be creeped out because yeah. these guys clearly are targeting me. They I mean, know that this has someone with the Wizard of Baltimore. Do you read the book? Yeah, yeah, I think I probably would read the book. So you pick it up, and it's it's really, it's really good. You're like, oh fuck, this is holy shit! Like this guy led a really interesting life. You know, he was uh, he grew up the child of like two uh, Eastern European immigrants and they moved to America and his father was uh, abusive and a drunk and his mom was, you know, uh, just kind of a broken woman. And he kind of pulled himself up by his bootstraps and created the Lanolex corporation. It was a very, it was a very interesting story. Nobody's talking about it, but it's number one on the bestseller list. What do you mean nobody's talking about it? It's like not publicized. Like people are like, Oh, what's this book? Like how did, how did nobody understand what it is? Like nobody knew about it. It just mysteriously appeared, and people were like, "Yeah, we have record. We sold however many of these books." In a okay, but you read it, and you're like, "Fuck, it's really, really good." Yeah. So then, as as time goes on over that next year, your book is still very popular, but it never can eclipse the Lanolax Corporation biography. Right, it stays number two the whole time. And as as like the popularity fades. It never gets greater than the land. The land is always one step ahead of it, and they both kind of fade down on a similar arc. But it's always ahead of me? It's always ahead of you. Okay. The whole way. Yeah, that's creepy. Yeah. I would be really unhappy. But uh, the wizard comes to you, and he goes, hey, read the book. Loved it. That was really great. Uh, so we're going to add another year. So you have like three and a half years left to use this golden typewriter. And you're, so you're starting to like really amass wealth, and people are asking you, what's your next book? Do you write another one? Yeah, I do. So you write that one, and uh, it's a story about, uh, it's just like a, it's like a 230-page high fiction story about the summer that you discovered masturbation. <laughs> right? It's But it's very, it's like David, <coughs> David Foster Wallace level like high fiction. Okay. Like it's referenced culturally. It's like a, it's, it's, it's a cultural touchstone for a very like a elite 
generation of like academic readers. People real, fucking love it. It's amazing. Real quick, so yeah, because the, my last novel was so good, people weren't mad at me anymore for writing it about running over that person. Every now and then, like <clears throat> once every couple months, somebody's like, "Dude, fuck you," you know? Yeah, um, like to my face, to your face. But it's once every couple months. It's nothing crazy, but it, it's definitely something that still happens. Uh, on okay. like on like a, a rare occasion, okay, and it's never violent. It's just something where somebody's just like, "Man, fuck you." So I write this new one. Yeah, you write this new one, and now you're like on all the talk shows, right? Uh, people are having you everywhere. You're like Pat Dean, this hot emerging author, right? And you're, it shoots all the way up to the top of the charts, number two, and then the next week, there's another book in there, right? And it says the unauthorized biography of William Lanolax. Okay. And you can't beat it again. It just appears. And people, yeah. nobody's talking about it, but it's it's being read. Do you read it? I would absolutely read it. Uh, it's not as good. I would be good. pissed. It's not as good. Like, your book is, your book is clearly the better book. Like, it, it is, it is, like, obviously the more well-written, the more thought out, the more complete work of fiction. It's the, it's the more entertaining book. This one's about the story. It's basically like the same things, but it's the same thing as the authorized version, except there's a page at the beginning that's like, this is all about me. And then it's it's signed William Lanolax. Yeah. And then they cross it out. That's the only way. It's it's the unauthorized version. And they put a cross through his face. What the, the picture. Fu- okay. Yeah. And the only it. thing that's different is every now and then they put the word fuck in there. <laughs> And there's just like a few more fucks, but it's pretty much the exact same book, but it's murdering your book in sales. Okay. Yeah, I'd, I would be unhappy about that. I don't so, think I'd be happy at all. So the same thing continues, right? And uh, you write you write a third book, right? And same thing. You go all the way up to number two, and there's a third book in there. And it's the uh, unauthorized, it's the authorized biography of Marlene Lanolax. <laughs> That's William's cousin. William and Marlene Lanolax. Yeah, they're cousins. They founded the Lanolax company together. Okay. Do you read it? Um, No. I, th- I think at this point I'd be so annoyed that I would try not to think about them at all. So I would just, I would be happy that my work was successful and that people seemed to like it. I would get a genuine thrill out of that, but... I, I, I don't need to read another book about them. So, <clears throat> yeah, you're you're at the store, right? And uh, you're just like at a, at a Walmart or something late at night. You live out in the Palisades. You're wealthy as shit. You're taking a night to yourself. You walk through the Walmart, past their book section, and you see that it's open on the counter. And you just kind of glance at it. And, like, it's like size 32 font like it's really big and there are clearly misspellings all riddled like all throughout this thing and it drives you it drives you insane right it consumes you and every book you write goes like straight to number two right and then uh but you never eclipse number one right so then one night there's a knock at your door it's the wizard and he comes in, he goes, Pat, you're killing it. This is great. Things are going really good. Um, I would ask him about the Lanolax books. I'd say, what's the connection here? How do they come out of nowhere 
and keep beating me. And like, are they doing it to spite me? Are they mad at me? Like, like what's, there's no way it's a coincidence. What's the deal? And you can tell that he's like really nervous, you know, you can tell that he's like super nervous. Like he, he's definitely unsure of something, you know, he's, he, uh, his eyes are darting across the room. He's looking around. He's scared. And you, you feel terrified as well, right? You both feel like you're into some shit. So uh, he says to you, hey, uh, let's let's get out of here. Let's go down the street to the Starbucks. But he doesn't answer my question. He was like, we can't talk here. Okay, I, we go to Starbucks then. So you go to Starbucks, yeah. right? And uh, what do you order? Uh, just probably iced coffee. So he uh, he's like, I'll have the same. He goes, give me a shot of hazelnut and put one in his too. <laughs> and the Brees is like, all right, whatever. <laughs> so she does it. It tastes really good. <laughs> right. And uh, <laughs> you drink it and it tastes really good. And you're, you're kind of like hanging out outside, you know. And uh, up to the curb pulls like a just like a couple of cars, you know. And uh, you see the wizard like turn and look. And then you go unconscious. <laughs> and you don't wake up from it. Okay. That's it.